think it's very fitting that this Leeds United end of season review is coming out the day that the Euros start. You will hear from the fire in Jack's voice and the heat of his takes that he feels that Leeds have been neglected, overlooked, uh, misrepresented in the way that they've been covered by uh, mainstream media this year. So I suppose at least we're doing something on Leeds. Jack, I hope that's enough that we just did this at all. Um, really, really fun to have Leeds in the league. Really excited to have them in the league for another year. Bielsa's clearly phenomenal and some really, really fun players. Um, and Jack kind of brings it all together for us really nicely. So big thanks, Jack, and I'll speak to you soon. Right, so he was up at five o'clock, been to the gym for the first time in a month and has just had a coffee with a load of sugar in when he doesn't have much coffee. Jack Francis, I'm ready. Let's do this. I mean, well, without the coffee, that would have been a Bielsa pre-season, really. Up at five. <laughs> Straight in the gym. He hasn't... He, I mean, obviously, there's other stuff going on, but he isn't getting any love. Well, in terms of a manager of the season, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean... It's obvious if you've got the one who actually won it in Guardiola, if you're saying that he's the one that's literally saying that Bielsa's taught me everything I know, yeah, then I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying it tells you everything really. But um, even if you know, obviously this is Leeds based, but um, if it wasn't Bielsa, then Moyes as well. It just doesn't make even player of the year. It's a bit De Bruyne. What like oh God? Yeah, classic, yeah. classic Premier League, uh, big team, Super League, and all that sort of thing. You know, our time will come. Don't worry. It will, it will. I was thinking that by this time next year, when Leeds are like firmly established as like one of the best eight teams in the country, it's going to be, you won't be able to ignore it, you know? Exactly. And it will happen. There's nothing, nothing can go wrong with Leeds are, you know, historically, you know, don't have any issues in terms of transfers, in terms of falling from grace. They're just going to go from strength to strength, aren't they? There's not going to be any sort of disasters. In there. We'll see. Uh, Leeds United played 38, won 18, drawn 5, lost 15, scored 62, conceded 54, 59 points, finished ninth. You happy with that? Obviously. Uh, before the season <laughs> started, I mean, this it's, is it's, the it's classic thing about Leeds fans. Leeds fans now will tell you that they're disappointed with where they finished. Um, whereas before the season, everyone was saying 17th, take it. Just as long as we're not relegated, um, as long as we don't get embarrassed uh, in a few games, which is the fear of the way that we played, that teams have sort of caught on to it. Um, but I think this season's just shown, as I've always said, as a neutral sort of football fan, the Premier League, in terms of excitement, yeah, it's exciting. But in terms of quality, it's absolute garbage. Like, this league is <laughs> atrocious. Like, it's genuinely rubbish. Like, it's there's four teams that play football in this league and Leeds United are one of them. Like, well, why would you watch anyone other than... Leeds, Leicester, Liverpool, or Man City. Like, there's no one. There's no one else that even attempts to play football. It's a joke. But um, yeah, I think yeah, going into the season, it was just like just survive and don't get embarrassed. And maybe there'll be a couple of games where we'll show our true form and like show what we can do. But do you know what? You're talking about where we've ended up. Three, three more wins, and we would have been in the Champions League places. And you look at some of the results that we've had: losing twice to Brighton. Drawing at home to Arsenal when we should have won. Drawing at home to Man City when, to be fair, we could have been 4-0 down, but we could have also won that game. Um, uh, Chelsea 0-0 could have won that game as well. 
Um, Wolves, we had two goals disallowed. Crystal Palace, we had a few goals disallowed. Like it's, we should have finished top three, surely. <laughs> yeah, I went back and looked over some of the results. So I think you lost to Wolves twice, right? Yeah, Wolves twice. One nil, um, one nil both games. Uh, who else twice? There's a uh, Brighton twice. Um, there's some really ropey results in there. Even the three nil Tottenham game, we should have well, probably after they went one up, it was the, they just controlled it. But it's one of the, we're always in the game, and I think with the Marcelo Bielsa stats, once they take the lead, they don't lose games and they don't drop points. But um, yeah, oh well, you know, he's underachieved, doesn't he? Year. Yeah, he's <laughs> always massively year. underachieved. With this squad, he is massively underachieved. Well, you look at the first game he took over three years ago um, against Stoke, I remember, and it was literally like the first game he was playing exactly the same as we were playing now. And the first game was literally exactly the same as what we're playing now. And the squad, the players I'm um, looked at that from three years ago in the championship, um, we had obviously, it, Bamford was on the bench for that game. Um, Ailing was playing, uh, Cooper was playing, Alioski was playing, Dallas was playing, Harrison was playing. It was basically the same squad as what we have now. So, you know, it just shows you that, like, the coach is obviously unbelievable. It is amazing. Like, even that, so the first game of the season against Liverpool, the 4-3, and you yeah. can look back at that now and be like, oh, my God, that is, like, as close a reflection to the Leeds United that finished the season as it could have been, you know? Like, and everyone starts out like, oh, they'll get found out. They've been beaten by, mm. by a big team. But then, I think yeah. you said it, I think you said it when you came on before. You were like, if you go to these, if you go into these games thinking, let's have a go, it'll, it'll pay off. I think with that game as well, I think that was obviously the first game of the season. And there's a lot of optimism from Leeds, like, yeah, we're going to piss this league easy. We'll stay up easy in terms of how we play. There's like, you know, we can cut open these average teams. But then it was a little bit like, as it got towards that game, you're thinking, wow, this, these are like a class above everyone else that we've obviously played. But if you look at, you know, 4-3 and, you know, there's a running joke between Leeds fans that the way we played and the way we got praise after that game, everyone thought that we won that game and it took us a while to realise that we actually didn't win. <laughs> but um, if you look at that game, we had um, two new centre-backs. We had Pascal Stroik, who's a midfielder, playing at the centre-back with Robin Cock, his first game in England. Um, we had so many injuries that day and to be able, and in Bamford embarrassed Van Dijk that day. Harrison was making a mockery out of, of their left-back. Luke Aylin was better than had Robinson on toast, you know what I mean? It was just a ridiculous game, but I think that was just like, okay, we're good. We're obviously here to entertain. But I, even at that time, at that point, I was thinking, yeah, it's good to sort of play these really good, you know, games and obviously a prestigious game against Liverpool. That's who you want to be playing. You don't want to be playing against, uh, against Millwall every week. We never win against Millwall anyway. But, um, you know, after that, I was thinking, oh goodness, like I'm not going to have a good time if we are playing fantastic, but we end up bottom of the league, just, you know, like, um, it, like Norwich a couple of years ago when they were playing sort of okay football, but, you know, just didn't get any points. So I'm glad that it sort of picked up after that. But yeah, what a, what a first game to do and just how to announce yourself. In terms, and as I was saying to you before, like, go to, obviously we didn't know what Liverpool were going to be like that season. Obviously they got a bit better, but they struggled at the start. But like, go to Anfield and actually have a game plan to try and try and win the game of football. Like, don't just sit back and think, okay, if we don't concede in the first 20 minutes then, you know, we try and have a go. And I go and play your football. And I think this is like the misconception of a, of Bielsa is that he wants his teams to go out and win 5-4. That, the, I, the idea of every game is to win the game 3 or 4-0 by playing your attacking football. Trust your defence enough to play okay. But it just so happens that sometimes they, they get the better of you. But the idea isn't to go out and like win 5-4. The idea is to go out and impose yourself and make sure, get in front and make sure that they can't get back into the 
game. But yeah, well, well, baptism of fire, but like it sort of showed that we were ready for it and with our reserve team as well, basically. Yeah, the, the fixtures to finish the year, it's such a good run. So I'm yeah. going back from so 13th of March. So drew 0-0 with Chelsea, beat Fulham, beat Sheffield United, beat Man City, drew with Liverpool, drew with United, lost to Brighton, bit of a kind of an anomaly there. Yeah. But then beat Spurs, beat Burnley, beat Southampton, beat West Brom. Like it came together and it came together it? pretty well. And that was at a time where, and I don't want to, well, we'll probably talk into about how pundits basically don't do their research and have never watched Leeds before. We're talking about um, Paul Merson, uh, Sherwoods, Karen Carney, all them lot. Just like literally, where's the burnout? Where is the burnout? This this team that you said that couldn't hack it for the, you know, towards the end of the season. And they're absolutely smashing teams left, right and centre. Um, I think... That was just at the time where um, that run of that run of form was just at the time where um, people were sort of starting to say, okay, well, now they must be tiring a little bit after having, you know, doing doing what they've been doing. Um, but in turn, that's and also like saying how to change their football. And if you look at the defensive record in them game, we don't concede that many goals in that, and a lot of clean sheets um, in that in in that sort of run as well. So it just just shows the nonsense that's been, you know, tired about. It's just such, you know, token journalism at the end of the day. And I think that's what happens when you get like ex-players and all that sort of thing. They obviously, obviously they know about, you know, certain things, but they're not going to do their research for two or three hours and watch every Leeds game. And I don't really blame them because, you know, that's not really, you know, some people go out their way to do a little bit of research. Like someone like um, Higginbotham is quite a good one. He'd go to like the local journalists before each game and like ask like, what's this team like, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas some of them, I think they literally just go on Twitter and find out an opinion and just think, right, I'm just going to throw out this hot take and see see what people think about it. But yeah, I mean, just never in doubt that them, you know, technically we were, you know, in terms of Leeds fans, you're always thinking the worst. Um, we avoided relegation in February when we beat Newcastle, technically. Like what was the, who finished us, um, 18th and how many points did they get? Was it just something ridiculous? Like you needed um, like... 30 points to stay out Embarrassing. But Scott Parker apparently is a fantastic manager. Where's that Where's that come from? <laughs> like, if you look at the squads, Fulham have got, had a better squad than Leeds at the start of the season. You've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek, he's got 10 caps for England, and yet Scott Parker gets that out of him. You've got a £25 million striker in Mitrovic, but Bamford's embarrassing you in terms of, you know, goals and assists and work rate. Just, God, this league is garbage. And <laughs> put us in the Super League, that's what I say. Who's <laughs> You know who's showing who's, the, who's who wants to watch Leeds every week. Everybody, nobody wants to watch Arsenal or Tottenham or these men on there. Come on! Can you imagine uh, like Click and Stuart Dallas chasing after Tony Cruz and Luka Modric? Mateus Click is. Uh, I don't think. I, I think he's he's played every game for like the last ten years for Leeds. <laughs> like he's just he just doesn't get a break, and he was in terrible form mid season, which is. A, it's a, there's been a, there has been a couple of bad well a couple of uh, negatives this year obviously about Leeds and um, his form's been one of them. Um, obviously not being able to see as much as Pablo Hernandez as, and be able to give him a send off and Berardi as well. That's that's a real real shame because them two are you know proper Leeds and they've been through it through you know <sighs> away at Burton Albion. That's you know that's how you know proper Leeds fans and all that sort of thing and them sort of days there. Um, so yeah, sad to see them go. But in, t- in terms of uh, yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone's added a few few zeros on their transfer value, I think, or their their wage bid as well. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with who we can keep, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, we'll get on to the players who are going to the Euros because I think all of them you're going to see like 
in international sides, I guess, how big a part of a team they can be. And then when you're just with a club where everything's clicking, like it's yeah. just the pieces, the pieces fit fit so, so well. Um, yeah, Hernandez was like player of the year three years in a row, wasn't he? Three years in a row, yeah. And I'm just, I've never seen anybody, he's my most technical player I've ever seen at that club, just unbelievable. And so vital in the uh, the push for promotion. And this was in the, the COVID times where you were allowed to do five subs. And what would usually happen was, We'd be struggling in the game. You bring on Pablo Hernandez, his knackered body for half an hour. He'd come and change the game, get a goal and an assist, and you take him off, play him half an hour each game, and that was happening every game. It was unbelievable. But range of passing. I mean, you're talking about someone that I tell you, he's a weird career with him. Like him, you know, from Valencia, and then goes to Swansea in the Premier League. Not a standout, but still obviously a Premier League player. So obviously someone of immense quality. And then you know the peak of his powers at like 28, 29 goes to Saudi Arabia or Qatar and starts playing football there, which is a bit strange. But um, obviously came back to Leeds and you know I think um, family settled in really, really well and they absolutely love the club. And just from he has been, as you say, you don't get player of the year three years in a row at Leeds without doing something right. So yeah, huge miss. But I think he's got, he's going to back to Castellon, back where he lives in Spain, and he, I think he's part owner of that club as well. So it's a bit of a shame that uh, didn't get to do a testimonial, have a full Ellen Road, um, which is another thing to think about next year. If you ever go to Ellen Road when it's packing, these teams are going to crumble. This is why I'm sort of, at the moment, everyone's thinking, okay, let's not be Sheffield United. For first, for when we first got into premise, don't be Norwich, don't play a good football and go down. But now it's like, okay, don't be Sheffield United and play well for the first season and then completely collapse. But I don't think we'll go because Sheffield United, uh, you know, they'd even try and play football. Whereas I think our brand of football, I think, you know, other teams do. And you can they just go, well, just be as fit as Leeds United. But they can't because you're obviously the it's a bit of a catch-22. If you try and buy more superstars for Leeds, isn't who's gonna do what Bielsa asked them to do and who's not gonna do what Bielsa asked them to do? Because a similar situation basically when Derby um basically messed up uh, last season after having beaten Leeds, which was their cup final, obviously, in the playoffs. Um Koku said, okay, what we're going to do is try and get as fit as Leeds. And basically half their squad got injured. They got rid of him, got in Wayne Rooney, and then they were they survived relegation by virtue of someone else being somebody else for them. So it's not for everyone, but um, yeah, we'll see. Maintaining a level of fitness with that many games. Um, well, it's yeah, less games in like the championship. So I, whenever they were talking about burnout, I was thinking, well, it's less games in the championship. Championship, I don't know how often people listening to this will actually watch a championship game. I've had the misfortune of watching it for the last three years, three of well, more than that, but obviously the last three years under Bielsa um, in person. It is, it is an absolute bastard of a league. Like there, you get no time whatsoever. It's the, it's, once you're in there, you can get trapped in there for forever. Like it is horrendous. It doesn't matter how good you, that's why it's so you know marvelous of what else was doing playing that football at championship level you most teams can't do it you just can't do it and it's like it's one of the ones where I knew that Bamford would be decent in the Premier League because he gets kicked to shit in the championship and the referees are terrible and there's no VAR whereas you can't do that in the Premier League because you're giving away penalties and when you give someone the class of Bamford a bit of space i.e Tyrone Minx it will absolutely murder you like it's just one of the, one of them things where you know and then teams allow you to play on the ball and you know, the passing the movement and the fitness of Leeds United is, is he's shown up a lot of Premier League coaches, really. Um, and, you know, I've loved every minute of it, watching everybody squirm to sort of go back on themselves and double up on themselves and saying, you know, the opposite of what they were saying about Leeds and him at the start of the season. 
who who is the like you know how every club has like their cheerleader in terms of pundits who's the Leeds United one uh it would probably be well in terms of, I don't know because I think a lot of them don't particularly know a lot about it because I think everything's so Premier, Premier League centric um I think Beckford obviously because he used to play for them uh Beck, Beckford is a obviously knows all about um Sue Smith as well I think she used to play for Leeds as well um and yeah, I think um, a couple of other uh, pundits that have played for Leeds obviously know what's about and have a, an interest in it. Um, but I think it's just, I can't believe that people haven't been paying attention for how, how is this team doing this? It's like, well, if you've been watching them for the last few seasons, you know, you know, this is exactly what I've been doing. Like talking all this, like, if you talk about Calvin Phillips, how is he getting in the England squad? Well, he was about to play for the England squad before he got injured when he was in the championship. You know what I mean? Like it was just like people don't realise there's there's other football other than the Premier League, and it's just a bit like I don't know. It's my pet peeve because you know I I I mean as I said before as a neutral like the Premier in terms of excitement it's brilliant, but in terms if you don't have, if your team's not playing and you watch a game it's just if you genuinely watch it for the football like I feel sorry for you because the standard is terrible. <laughs> I feel like Ferdinand could sort of do it. Everyone's like everyone knows he's now like United. But I feel like there's enough people, there's enough United people who cover games regularly that Ferdinand could be like, look, when I went to Leeds, as the world's most, no, no, he's United signed him as the most expensive defender, right? Or he went to Leeds yeah, as yeah. the most expensive defender. No, they uh, United signed him from well, no, both, both West Ham to Leeds and then to Man United, they were both big Exactly. Leagues. So he's like, look, I know what it's like to be there with expectations. I know what it's like to be in a Champions League semi-final playing with that club. And I yeah. feel like he could sort of do it, but maybe he just doesn't he's want too, to. He's too, no, he's, he's not got a good... Uh, uh, reputation with with Leeds fans, so he does. He has. He has. He's a little bit spiteful, but he does. He does get the club, and he understands. Like when he does chats with Calvin Phillips, and he understands how, you know, how loyal the Leeds fans are, and how you know how vociferous the, the support is. But I think, yeah, I mean, it's it was summed up the Leeds Man City game. My goodness, when we won two one, um, it summed up completely. Um, just in terms of every all the talk before was about Guardiola and about Man City and how many they could get against Leeds. Julian Lescott saying Leeds can't play this way against Man City and they'll never beat Man City. And, you know, Leeds have come to the end of their run and, you know, they can't do any better than what they're doing. Then, obviously, the whole in terms of the game, the sending off, most teams leave one striker up top. Whereas Bielsa thinks, hold on a minute, if I'm going to defend, if you're going to defend a 10, why would I put Patrick Bamford defending when I could actually bring on a defender to defend and actually defend properly, which is what he did. And so all our counter-attacks, it wasn't just launch the ball long when we get, win it back. It's no, let's play it out and then we can still get on the counter-attack. And then that's how the goal came about for 2-1. And then, you know, after the game, BT just talked about Ferran Torres, about, oh, yeah, isn't he, isn't he a great player? Isn't Pepper genius for bringing in a £60 million player that was already playing at elite-level football? Like, hold on a minute. Stuart Dallas came as a, as a right-winger from Brentford and he's played every single position, left-back, holding midfield, left-wing, right-wing, and he's just scored two unbelievable goals today and like, like any any word for Leeds United like no and then Julian Lescott you know embarrassed and couldn't couldn't even bring himself to say that he was wrong it was just like this is you know it's 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 very frustrating but you know oh well you know I feel like it's sort of a little bit like I don't I feel like kind of like selfish over Leeds it's just like everyone's like oh look how fantastic they play it's like no you lot you 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 have your football and you know your opinions on that you're not allowed to now see what real football is like you know <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like you want to keep yeah, yeah. it because the more exposure we get the more obviously it's just going to be like well 
you see seeing now, well, why is Bielsa at Leeds and all this sort of thing? And why is he not going somewhere else, this, that and the other? And like, there's there's a few reasons why he's not up and pay. He's so demanding. Like, the amount of money and the risk that we took to get him, if we didn't get promoted this season, it would have been very, very hard to keep him. Calvin Phillips would have definitely gone. Like, Bielsa's staff costs more than anybody. I don't think people realise the cost of having someone like that it is a ridiculous decision, how demanding he is. Like, you know... If you read his, you read all the reports about him, he went to the training pitch and was saying this grass is too long. It has to be this. It has to be cut this much. You have to. Um, everyone has. To, you know, it has to be this color. The gym has to be like this. This, that, and the other. It was just. You know, it's it's so intense. And if you buy into it, as that, you know, and fair play to the owners because some owners at other clubs just think, oh, just throw money, throw money at random stuff. Whereas it's all sort of from Bielsa. He knows what he's doing, and the owners sort of allow him to do it up until a particular point. Obviously, Radrizani had. His millions. I think one. I think at his peak, he was putting in two million of his own money a month, which is more. Well, if you put in a penny, that's more than the Glazers have ever put into Man United. But it's just like he obviously had that plan. But it wasn't forever. It wasn't just this. It was like if you didn't get promoted, this would have been it. So, you know, we've got. You know, I think it's a new way of running running football clubs. Same with uh, Leicester, and that's why you obviously get the. Uh, the, uh, the Super League, I think these owners of other clubs are thinking, ah, oh, you know, they sort of thinking, how comes we can't run it like that? We need to, you know, can't let them have too much power coming in because, you know, these clubs are coming up, Leicester, Leeds, West Ham, even like, you know, they're, they're putting pressure on the big boys by running their businesses properly. So everyone's running away from us. Yeah, massively. What um, what do Leeds have to do to hold on to these players? Like Calvin Phillips is going to go to the Euros and obviously some of these other are going to go to the Euros as well. Um, but like, they they want to be at Leeds and play for Bielsa and be like try and do that season over again, right? Like that's that's the feel. Yeah, I, 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 these players these players aren't stupid. They know if they go to another manager, it's going to be completely different. Um, you know, um, Burn, um There's a couple of players you know that have left Leeds in the past just literally for the Premier League football. Some more acrimoniously than others, like Bradley Johnson when he went to. Um, Norwich and Snodgrass when he went to Norwich. Norwich used to be, we used to be Norwich's feeder club back in the day. Um, they were done for footballing reasons. And that was when the club was owned by like, you know, some you know, absolutely horrendous people. But then other people that have left like Pe- Peacock Farrell to go to Burnley, to go and be fourth choice at a Premier League team and say, I want to go to, because Burnley played better football. Like, come on. <laughs> but um, in terms of players like Calvin Phillips and all that, I think they. Know. I think they're more appreciated, and you're going to get the best out of him um, at a club like Leeds, where he's obviously a Yorkshire boy. He's obviously a Leeds lad, so he's always going to be loved by everybody, and like he's obviously going to fit in very well to the system. Um, I don't think. I think a few players could. Obviously, I think he's one of them. He could obviously go and play anywhere. Rafinha could go and play anywhere. Bamford could go and play anywhere. Rodrigo could play anywhere. But I think there's a few that obviously know where their bread's buttered in terms of you know, the football that they play in. Why, why would you not want to play for the best manager in the world? Like, okay, I mean, from what I understand, he's quite a bit of a bastard to get on with, but like, you're literally going to get the best version of yourself. Like, you know, um, if you go Tottenham, what is Ryan Mason going to tell you how to be a better player? Come off it. Like, he barely knows what he's doing there. That's why he's letting, he let them do, do what they want, in it? That's why that leads Tottenham game. You've got, Ali, you know, when you play Ali, Bale, Son uh, and Kane, right. and you wonder why they're not defending. And so like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Like, and then after the game, all he did was complain about VAR. Like, no, that could have been any score, mate. Like, you know, it's just the play- the players themselves, I think it's interesting the sort of player that Leeds would sort of bring in. I don't think they'd be in the market for any sort of superstar. And I think what you're going to see now, um, I think I see it today with um, 
not went to, who's that one um Pereira from uh um West, West Brom. Brom obviously it's just rumors but hear that pe people's agents are actually getting in contact with Leeds rather than the other way around it's not Leeds saying mm -hmm. we want this player it's people saying can I come and play for Bielsa same with Rafinha like obviously Leeds is a stepping stone for him but he, he wasn't going to come and play unless he was under that coach so I think it's the draw of the coach is is what you know keeps the players there and it's a team it's a team rather than you know a couple of superstars a sort of base and a sort of Leicester sort of thing if we if we receive a ridiculous offer for somebody then they're obviously going to go but we'll be able to bring someone in. And that's what we've done with the um, the under-23s, which are absolutely pissed their league. They've won that league by, you know, basically out of cancer. And it's because they're all playing in the same way of Bielsa's way. And then what will happen is he'll just pick someone from the reserves. Pascal Stroik, you come in and play centre-back for, you know, for the first team. And then, you know, Perveda, you come in and play on the wing and you look exactly the same quality as Helder Costa. Like, it's, it's, it's that sort of churning out players, whereas it's not just buying superstars every season and hit or miss, you don't know what's going to happen. So I think, I don't think there's any sort of, I think Phillips would be the only one if he goes and it's obviously a big hole to fill. That's what they need. They need another holding midfielder, obviously a left back. Because imagine playing a number 10 at left back and getting away with it for the whole of the Premier League season. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So them two positions we need to obviously reinforce, but I think everybody sort of knows um, that they're going to play better football if they're under Bielsa. Yeah, I was going to, so Phillips is the obvious one. He, I don't know, did you watch the uh, second friendly against, uh, who was it against? I didn't, and I, I feel bad for Phillips because, like, imagine, I feel bad for all these players. Imagine doing training with Bielsa and then going to England and just looking around thinking, what the fuck am I training with these <laughs> for? What are they doing? Like, they, like, it's just embarrassing. Like, you must look around and think, this is, they have no idea what they're doing. Like, I know for a fact that Bielsa gives them um, different instructions. When they're on, on international duty, he'll be like, you need to do X, Y, Z when you're not training and just to keep yourself ticking up. Because he knows they'll, they'll ruin him. Like Liam Cooper, when he came back after Scotland, mid he was he was fucked for the next month for Leeds. He couldn't play because like, all they do is running, running, running. There's no football whatsoever. And, you know, I feel Phillips is one is a bit of a weird one because obviously I think England fans are deluded and think they're going to be on the front foot in international football. As soon as they play someone decent, they're going to get absolutely buried. It's a team that only scored from set pieces in the last World Cup and they think they're going to do anything special. Like, no. I mean, not that I'm English, but like I'm, I'm prepared to have my mind changed. But, you know, it's just, I, like, I just, it's, it's the sort of the hate that he gets on Twitter. I sort of understand it because he, he's not, He's not coming in and controlling games, but I think that's sort of Gav Southgate in a way, sort of not helping him out. And players in front of him are not not the greatest as well. So, you know, he he, he and you know he's he's basically whenever he's fit, he started every game. So it's obvious how much that he's he's rated by by Gareth Southgate. Yeah, to push back on that, I can't I can't remember who the game was against, but whatever the second friendly when England won one 0 and Rashford scored a penalty as soon as Romania, Rice and Bellingham right. came on. Yeah, Romania. As mm. soon as Rice and Bellingham came on. We did look way better. Yeah, like we just. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not. Rice is Rice is a good player, and um, yeah, you know, it's Romania. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's difficult because yeah, I, I don't think he's played as well for England as he as he as he has done for Leeds. But I just think to, you know, I don't think any of them are anything special. Mm. So that's fair to England. Cock at oh, Germany. Greenland. Sorry, Greenland. Sorry, go on. Do you want to do? Uh, yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. Just, just wait, wait, wait. We talked about the championship a bit. Uh, is it fun to having having watched Greenish in the championship to now see him in the Prem? Is that fun? Completely different player to what he was in the championship. He was absolutely useless in the championship. He was doing. It's basically um, what he was doing now, but he wouldn't get fouls for it. Um, he's improved obviously massively, um, but I think a lot of the frustrating thing was he was literally. It wasn't as smart as what he's doing now. Before 
Um, he, now he's actually getting contact and going down. Before he just wasn't getting contact at all and was just throwing himself on the floor and expecting a. But no, he's he's always been consistent. Uh, but he's just now got obviously to another level. But I don't know. I think he might be a victim of that. I think it, it, he'll probably go down in a really important uh, quarterfinal or semi-final, and they just won't give it because he's he's obviously getting fouled. Like it doesn't make for a referee as logical as illogical as it sounds. You're not going to give ten fouls to one player every time one of them you're going to be like okay you can stand up a little bit there but we'll see he's obviously yeah he's he's a different different gravy unfortunately as much as it pains me to say it because i know there's a bit of a modern rivalry between us and villa and Leeds at the moment is that why you hate tyron Mings? no he's just awful like that is <laughs> he's, he's only in the squad because of his left foot and if he actually played football from the back you'd understand it but he's also he, I love confidence, but like he, the, the way he talks as if he's like he's an established Premier League player. He's headers and volleys, and he can't even do that properly. Is if he played for if he was any other nationality, he wouldn't play international football. Absolutely obscene player. I okay. um, just I just have memories of him tackling, uh, fouling Bamford in the uh, when we won three 0 at Villa Park, fouling Bamford. Um, and then leaning over in Bamford's face as if he was some sort of big man, and then Bamford just scored a hat trick past him. Like literally every goal, every goal was Tyrone Mings out of position or getting embarrassed. It's just I don't I don't get what I saw a good meme. Like I just don't I just don't get what, what is he good at. You can maybe you can tell me. Like I've ne- have you ever seen someone with a left foot that has doesn't have technique? Because uh, he's one of them. no left footers get left footers get this put on them where it's like you're left footed, so everything you do just looks good. I do get. I get why he's in the squad. He's like obviously over over Smalling, who's captain of Roma in the most defensive league in the world. Yeah, but Tamori, AC Milan. No, Tamori, Tamori, Tamori. I prefer, but Tamori should be ahead of. I put Walker at centre back over Tyrings. I put Bamford at centre back over Tyrings. Like it's just like Bamford Bamford didn't make the squad. We we can talk about that in a bit. Um, I can see why he's in the squad because he's left footed. I get that. If you're going to play a back three. I think he has a better chance of playing than if you were to play two centre backs. I agree no, with no question about it. They ain't playing back three. <laughs> you don't think they are at all? They're playing five at the back, hundred percent. Okay, back five, whatever. Um, wait, I was going to say I was going to talk about the other Leeds players. Then we could do other players because I want yeah. I want you I want you to to prepare everyone for for the experience of watching some of these players. Is Kopp going to play for Germany? I don't know. You know, he seems to be playing for them at the moment, and Germany are a really good example of what maybe England should or shouldn't be, I should be doing, sorry, in terms of Germany don't pick a team based on how good people are. They pick a team on how they play for Germany, which is sort of what England is sort of doing at the moment in terms of people saying, why is Henderson not playing in goal? It's because Pickford's never made a mistake for England. They played pretty well when they're actually playing decent football at the minute. Whereas Germany sort of pick a team based on, um, you know, how they play for their national team rather than so you get people like Cock who you know haven't played that much for Leeds but are straight into the team he looks class he does look a bit class he's just someone that like these ball playing centre-backs I'm surprised he starts for them as much as he does um he's I think if you think you can't if you can't dislodge Liam Cooper permanently at centre-back you can't be fantastic but uh no I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him for sure he's he, Germany are going to be pretty decent as well obviously they always are but yeah I'm looking and he, and he looks fantastic as well like centre-back shouldn't be looking like that him and Ben White and all them lot like <laughs> what's going on it's a new breed of centre-back they shouldn't be allowed to look like that uh Cooper for Scotland oh god League One Liam as we used to call him still do call him <laughs> love the passion love what he's about 
one of the another I think he's left footed you can't tell like just one of the I, whenever you see like Lee's playing fantasy football at the back and you just see someone hoof the ball out of play it's usually him um, but you know good spirit and all that uh, quite a good one on one defender um, and does look to try and play even though he's not fantastic he will look to try and play but yeah he's nailed on he was nailed on to start obviously um, and I hope I think Scotland will do better than people think you know I don't think they'll be that bad from what I've seen of them they look pretty solid um, got a good goalkeeper good good defenders and uh, we'll see what McGinn can do and all that but they look they look all right mm-hmm. um, Alioski North Macedonia so Alioski takes all the set pieces and he'll play obviously in his more natural role Macedonia just a classic Eastern European team aren't they quite tidy on the ball but can probably be bullied a little bit I know that's a stereotype but I've seen them play so <laughs> it does does sort of happen but yeah Alioski it would just be fun to watch because he is probably legally insane that guy he's absolutely mental like some of the things that he does just like not even on the football pitch just off the pitch he's just like I do think he's got some sort of syndrome but you know <laughs> something undiagnosed in there but he's just he's crazy absolutely crazy mm. can't wait to see him uh, Lorente for Spain. Lorente is going to be my favourite player, I reckon, next season. Just uh, he's um, he will, he's Cruyff turns in your own six yard box against Man City <laughs> and then just outside the boot, 30 yard ball. Just what that is unheard of. Um, another one which I'm surprised he starts as, as much as he does for Spain, but um, yeah, I think more Premier League base is going to be unbelievable, but yeah, he's deceptively tall as well. Um, he loves to run out, take the ball and run out from the back, so it'd be quite good. And, if you're saying what if, if he's keeping Ramos out of the team, come on, like <laughs> keeping Ramos out of the squad is PK in the squad? I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Spain squad. Don't think PK. Well, anyway, he's keeping out some serious players at centre back, so you can't. I'm just glad for um, Rodrigo for not not being in the squad. Bit of a weird one. He why, was a uh, our, yeah. Um, why, why didn't he make it? Do you think? Uh, he's been injured and got COVID for a while, so uh, he's not played that much. But obviously, coming back into the squad towards the end of the season, you saw what he was able to do for Leeds. He's got a lot of goals and obviously just a bit too late in terms of getting into the team, but he was their starting number nine. And obviously for Leeds as a player's number nine, he plays as a number number 10 or just, just, you know, just further forward in midfield. So it's a bit bit more difficult, but yeah, guide for him because he's showing good form at the moment. But That's yeah. So, but they, so Leeds, Leeds, Spain have named 24 players when they could have had 26. Yeah. Um, Spain defenders, oh, yeah. Gaia, Alba, yeah, no Ramos, no PK. Yeah. Um, so you're looking well, at. Are Laporte. they even going to have a team? Because Busquets has got COVID, so are they even going to turn up? Is Busquets, yeah, Busquets in the squad. God, I don't know what their defenders. So Jordi Alba's he's, captain, he's, um, I think. He got COVID, didn't he? Busquets. Mm. So the whole team's in isolation. So God knows if they're even going to turn up. So Jordi Alba, Laporte. God, Lorente Aspilicueta. <laughs> Aspilicueta played right back. Oh, I don't like him at all. Such an average player. <laughs> You're so funny, Jack. Everyone's literally raving about Aspilicueta. He's so basic. Now he's like, having a good he's, season. <laughs> he is having a good season. I just don't like him. It's just like, he's very... He's like another one. What's he good at? He's not quick. Can't really tackle. He had a stretch where he was like one of the best 1v1 defenders, if not the best 1v1 defender in the league. But that was a few years ago. With Conte, not, I was saying, not I'm not saying he wasn't a player. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Rudiger as well. Remember Rudiger at the start of the season? Fuck me. <laughs> no, he's... But he's, he's uh, that's a separate Chelsea conversation, but they're I legit. Told you, it's hot takes. Nothing but hot takes. Obviously Leeds and Chelsea as well. Don't worry. <laughs> Ken Bates, don't worry. 
Um, Lorenzo Spain, Roberts for Wales. I'm excited for Wales. I think they could be quite fun. I don't know if they'll be good, but I think they could be no, fun. They'll be terrible. Uh, Roberts is a strange one for Leeds as well. Roberts is one of these ones where he's coming to the end of his contract and you're thinking, is it worth getting rid of him to buy somebody else? But then if you're going to buy someone else, you're going to buy a reserve player, basically. And it's going to be, why would you spend millions when you've already got Tyler Roberts? He's extremely young as well. I didn't realise how young he was until the other day. And it's just so good to get him, see him get his first goal. He's got touches of class in him as well. But um, he's on the one. So I think he's, he's on the edge. He's on the edge of whether or not he's going to cut it at Leeds, I think. And he's one, he divides uh, Leeds fans massively um, in terms of whether they, they rate him or not. But for Wales, I think he looked, I saw him the other day. I kind of knew was one of the worst games I've ever seen. But he was all right for them. Um, He's obviously going to be more prolific for them and probably start every game. So yeah, good. It'll be it'll be good for him if he gets a few goals there and then like sort of forces his way into the team for for Leeds. Any any good things I think. But these then, these people, the thing you got to remember um, is all these guys are going to play completely different for their countries than they do for for Bielsa, and it's just going to be a bit. I don't know. It's going to be a bit jarring for some people to be like, well, why isn't Calvin Phillips doing what he does? Why isn't Llorente doing what he does? Why isn't you know? X, Y, Z. It's completely different. It's always the same in international football. Like, it's very rare that someone replicate. And you obviously get people that are good at international and not as good uh, at club level. But yeah, it's football at the end of the day. We'll watch all games probably. And then we've got the boy. Ain't nobody fucking with my click. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with click. <sighs> he runs Poland, basically. He's such an engine. Like, I've never, in terms of somebody that typifies a Bielsa player, um, him and obviously Stuart Dallas, but Northern Ireland didn't make it. Um, but yeah, Click is someone, I think he's, uh, the amount of consecutive games he played for Leeds is absolutely ridiculous. Um, just an incredible, uh, in, <laughs> he's so hipster, it's unreal. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a picture of him in a, in a fighter pilot looking like fucking Top Gun. Um, he does all this sort of graffiti as well, and he listens to like obscure Polish rap and all. He, he's just, he's so, he's so shortage. He's so shortage, it's unreal. Uh, but yeah, he's a cult hero. He's a and he's a bloody good footballer as well. Just give him, just Poland should just leave him out. Give him a rest so he can actually, you know, show what he can do at at club level. I, because, yeah, he's been yeah. doing the most. I um, I think there's a chance Lewandowski. They might not do that well. He might play four games. They might play four games, right? They might like get out the group and then play the next round and lose. Lewandowski might get like seven goals. <laughs> well, I don't know who's who's in their group. Poland are a bit of a weird because they they do, yeah individually look all right. Twenty twenty. This is the sort of thing that you're supposed to look up beforehand, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's, it's um, I should know about the sticker book. I can't do the stickers. It's too much. It's too much. Well, a lot of swaps. Anybody out there? I've got about <laughs> fifty Jordan. Um, <laughs> Poland, uh, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden. I reckon they could go through with Spain. Yeah. Because I think if, if, let's have a look at Group E. So they play Slovakia first. If they like, if they play Slovakia and like they just win, I don't know, they just play well, win, win 3 1. Lewandowski scores a hat trick. Then they're off to. There's going to be that many goals in this tournament. Lewandowski is a joke. He's a joke. I get the, I get. 
I don't know. Maybe they maybe they won't be. This is the thing. Whenever I talk to you, I have ideas, and then you're just like, no, no, this shit, no, that's stupid. You're an idiot, and I'm very, I'm very willing to to change to change what I think. But yeah, the the uh, Lewandowski for Golden Boot, like seven goals in four games. I I think I think that's not an impossibility. Um, And Click's going to be a big part of that. A couple of assists, (laughs) couple of uh, couple of big recovery runs, maybe to. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Stuart Dallas was the Leeds player of the year and the players player of the year, and he got goal of the year. What can you say? What a, boy. Just what, what a man, someone that is probably better than Alioski at left back, someone <laughs> that's probably as good, well, maybe not as good as Calvin Phillips, but is competent in holding midfield. Uh, someone that can play on the right wing, play on the left wing, play in center midfield. It's just like. What, what what more could you want from a player and some that's just someone that's improved even without Bielsa who's just been you know so consistent but yeah he's I wonder how much like you would he would actually go for if he wasn't British you know what I mean like probably would hate me for calling him British but um, yeah like just an incredible player like obviously not probably not worth much to other people but in terms of to Leeds like that is just such a utility player and just someone that can I think when you think about utility players, you think, oh, someone's just like competent on the ball and they can, like, like a Cesar has Villa do you know what I mean? But like, in terms of like some of the ranges of passing that he can do and his finishing, it's just like, yeah, you're actually ridiculous. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah. Like, what he, um, can actually do. The, the yeah, finish, the, the first goal against Man City was Man unreal. City, and yeah. in, the, the, in the 93rd minute, having played with 10 men in that role for the whole time, to have the pace to and another hot take John Stones what because he played two good games in a row people thought he was incredible and now he's back to his normal self like that was the game that finished him as well that one against uh against like Stones treading water against somebody who'd played 95 minutes in centre midfield and it's not Meg Edison he's about to play he's about to start every game for England so I hope as long yeah. as you're ready for that um he uh, in that game. So you mentioned when Bamford went off, and you like the, having control of the ball when you start counter attacks. He was yeah. he was so so big for that. And that th- that goal that won it, the third goal in the game, the Leeds second goal. It's just it's just yeah. It's every, everything it. everything comes together. It's like a little set, and then just runners forward, runners forward. Yeah, so many people just wouldn't have run for that ball. Like if that was imagine, not that they would ever be in a situation where Burnley would be in the game against Man City, but if, if, if they went to 10 men, it would just be, right, Chris Wood up front, let's just knock it up to him. And every ball that wasn't to his head, he just wouldn't bother chasing. So it's just fair play to people who are actually trying to win the game of football. It's becoming yeah, a bigger club. bigger thing, I think, in, well, like I've talked about it with Josh quite a lot, with like starting, when you start a counter-attack, you want control of the ball. It's much harder to smash the ball up the pitch and have someone control it and then bring other players in than it is to just like have the ball at your feet with runners running forwards. Like you've lost the I don't understand. Uh, they get it. At, at Premier League level, the shittest Premier League team is going to still have technically gifted footballers. Like, why can't you just keep the ball for like an extra pass or two? And then, like, not saying you need to like pass it around the, until you get to the edge of the box, but like, why is the first ball just got to be, oh, smash it on? Like, it's just, yeah. I think, yeah, you're seeing obviously. People are trying a little bit more to play, which is obviously a good thing for for the neutral. Um, Rafinha stays another year, you think? I think he stays another year. Another year, unless just something an outrageous bid comes in. Uh, there was talk who, about who from <laughs> Liverpool. Man United are putting a thirty-two million pound bid for him. Like, what do you think? What do you think about that? Like, <laughs> I mean, 
I'd take 50 million for him now because okay, he's 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 obviously gifted. Um, some of the things he's, I think, my favorite player, Aspilicueta, he ruined him. Uh, Gary Cahill got retired after the, after that game uh, against uh, Crystal Palace. He's just embarrassed so many people so far, um, and he's got end product, and he's you know he can cross, he can finish, he can run. He's 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 brilliant, but I just feel like. It'll be like a, a Leicester situation. If you receive a silly bid for a player, you're going to sell him and then you're just going to bring in someone else equally good. Do you know what I mean? But it just, yeah, in terms of Premier League nonsense, like you can get Rafinha for 16 million, but you can get Ollie McBurney for 20 million. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> make it make sense. Um, all right. One more a couple of... Him, and, and it depends, if, it depends where Leeds finish next year. If they finish yeah. the same place next year, he might go. But I, I don't even know where I'd see him. Like, where, Liverpool maybe, but... I'd, I'd, not, not in, maybe not in the Prem. He'd probably go abroad. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple of things on this just, season. Just one, more, one more on Rafinha. He rejected Champions League football to come to play for Leeds. Who, so, who was he going to go to? No, he was at uh, Ren, wasn't he? Oh, at he was, yeah. He was at Ren when he got in the Champions League. And he was like, nope. Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather do a relegation battle with Leeds United. I think we all would. Yes. You'd have fun. You'd have fun. <laughs> it would be you fun. It would be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, something happened, was it on Twitter, with Leeds fans voting for Ben White to become Brighton Player of the Year? What was that story? When Ben White was on loan to us from Brighton in the championship year, we went up. Well, two years he was asked, but um, just an incredible player. We thought, this guy, we've got to get him any, any, sort of, any way we can get him. We absolutely have to buy him. And we were all gutted at the start of the season going into Liverpool where it was like, and Ben White himself was actually crying when he didn't actually, when he ended up having to like sign a new contract with Brighton with a gun to his head sort of thing. I mean, it's worked out well for him to be fair. Um, so you can't really progress him in that. But before we were thinking, shit, we're going to go in without any good centre-backs. And then we managed to just get Llorente and, and Robin Cox. So it's a bit like, oh, you know, we don't really need him. But he, when he was there, he was unbelievable. Just could play centre-back, Whenever Phillips was injured, he'd play holding mid for us, and it was just you know, basically looked like Rio Ferdinand when he joined, like could play football. Um, so he's probably he's at sort of the right place in the moment until he probably moves on to Liverpool, or whatever. But yeah, when player of the season comes up, obviously Leeds love to hijack everything, so they hijacked that vote, and I think he won it uh, quite easily in the end. That's so um, funny. Yeah, that's just so funny. Classic Leeds. Yeah. That, um, and, uh, sorry, go on. No, go on. No, I was just going to say uh, in a similar sort of shithousing thing, whenever Ollie Watkins touched the ball uh, for England the other day, everyone was shouting for Patrick Bamford in the crowd, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, something about the expanding the ground, I saw. Is that a thing that they're going to try and build out? Yeah, um, not so it's, it's, it's very tricky to do because like in terms of you've got to, you've got to be an established Premier League team if you're going to start spending that sort of money. Um the um, East End, which is where I have my uh, season ticket, um, it's just not fit for purpose. Um, and the season ticket, I think now that obviously Leeds play the football that they do, it was always easy to get a season ticket before, whereas now it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, thankfully, uh, mine's rolling over for another year. Um, but yeah, that West, that East End, sorry, is going to be extended. Um, the floodlights as well. Um, I mean, this. I mean, term it's, it's it's such a thin line between how shit Leeds actually used to be and where they are now in terms of like stadiums falling apart. They had to get new floodlights for the Premier League because the ones they had before weren't good enough. Um, if you ever went midweek 
a couple of seasons ago, you couldn't see where the ball was. Um, uh, just things like the club shop, the online shop wasn't open. The on online shop did normal shopping hours. So if you went on before nine o'clock, you couldn't get in. And if you went on after five, you couldn't get in. And then because the shirts were by Kappa, you couldn't, you know, all the mediums were sold, sold out, out within yeah. three days. <laughs> So like, it was just like, it's, it was just such, it's such a shit show. Whereas now, obviously, when you get that uh, TV money and obviously Leeds are going to be on TV every single week and they keep moving their fixtures around and the times around, that's probably the only good thing that comes out of it is all this, this new money. And obviously they need a new um, new stand just to get that going. Um, I know they've done a lot of the, the youth uh, setup as well. It's just... It's 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 good to see that you know it's going to be at least the sort of things off the pitch I need to be doing. The San Francisco 49ers have invested as well, so probably be a few years, and then we'll start making ludicrous signings that we don't need to be making. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of finances, it's looking very good. The deal with Rock Nation that we've got, which is why you see really weird things like LL Cool J with fucking Legion United tops, and you see Calvin <laughs> video for some reason. I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, that sort of nonsense. Eddie Goulding coming on at the last game of the season against West Brom, like, okay, it's strange. Um, F2 hosting the Leeds United uh, end of season awards, and they clearly didn't know what they were doing. Although, obviously, um, maybe um, Swaz Lynch could teach Rafinha a couple of skills, maybe, because obviously he's probably better than him. But uh, yeah, in terms, of, in terms of finances, it's looking, looking pretty rosy. And, you know, for good reason as well. I think it's like, can go very it can go very very badly i mean fulham spent 120 million just to go down do you know what i mean same with mm. what norwich will do in and all do it can one people look at this tv money as like endless one day it just takes another pandemic or some sort of bust and it's not there anymore and i just think just don't spend more than you earn and i think leads i don't think people don't realize how massive leaders is a club you know um everybody wanted leads back in the premier league that's all everybody's talking about it's got a huge uh, global reach. Um, last season's uh, pre-season um, friendlies were in Myanmar. So that's a bit strange. <laughs> mm. So I don't think we'll be going there again in terms of political coups and all that sort of thing. But it's just, it's from, it's worldwide, do you know what I mean? So mm. looking good on and off the pitch. Um, and I just wonder how much of that is going to be uh, down to the coach when he goes, Jesus, I think we're in big, big trouble in terms of... It's, well, it's you got... So so careful on who the, who they sort of appoint after that because we've gone through some absolute shower of shit. We've had we've had Gen Dave Hockaday. We've had a non-league manager managing Leeds United before, like mm. obscene, absolutely obscene. So let's not go back to them days. Let's not go back to League One. Let's nah. just build up what we've got now, and then yeah, continue finishing above Arsenal. Yeah, well, this this time next year, you've got Jack Harrison and Bamford playing in an England front three with Phillips <laughs> holding, going into Qatar. I kind of like it. With Luke Ayling at right back? Yeah, sorry, I forgot about it. We need, we need, Ayling, we need yes. another right back. I think Bamford will probably play for Ireland by that time. We've got fed up with being... Yeah, get bored, player. yeah. By Southgate. Harrison's a weird one, because apparently we can get him for 15 million. I would... I don't... If you're Harrison, you're never going to play for Man City, are you? You're no. never going to play for Man City. But he, um, I think when he was at New York, I think it was a midfield of him, Pirlo and Lampard and Zinchenko. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one in terms of uh, how because I think he's basically been on trial for the last three seasons and he's very hit and miss. I think I don't want him to turn. I think the same with when we had Helder Costa on loan and then he signed, and as soon as he signed, he just went completely downhill. We sort of brought it back up again now, but 
he was a lot of money. He was about 15, 20 million for a championship player. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, future's bright. But yeah, get up. Could you imagine Harrison playing for England? People lose their minds. But I don't, I don't I know. Regardless of how bad Rashford plays, he's never going to get dropped, is he? So. I don't know if he'll start. Whatever. We'll do. You, you don't really care about England. I think you're, if, my, my sense is that you're happy for them to do shit. Um, as long as Calvin Phillips not, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate them. I, just, I don't get the, this idea that they're going to be on the front foot in every game. Like, yeah. And then even, obviously, people are talking... It's the, what makes... Why is Ward Prass not playing? Because England only score from set pieces. So why is yeah. he not in the squad? Uh, well, Ben White got in ahead of him. Ben White, will pro- ben White now looks like he'll probably start because Maguire and Henderson aren't going to play a minute. They're not going to play at all. <laughs> like, I just don't see that happening. Um, we'll see. But I'm, I'm neutral at the moment. I don't really... <laughs> okay. I, I, by the time the game comes, I'll probably be like, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't mind them winning, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not totally... Fine. Well, any, any game that Phillips starts, we can, we can <laughs> be excited for together. You know what? Don't play any of them. Just let them all have a rest. Let them be ready for pre-season. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing about when he went over on his shoulder against West Brom it was just like if he misses the Euros am I fast? no no <laughs> but go yeah. for him but like I don't care <laughs> yeah well season one of Bielsa in the Prem is in the books and sounds like it was a, a good time for you Jack Francis it was a ride I'd like to think that I could have predicted how smoothly it would have gone but uh, no um What's it like for you guys as a, obviously a neutral to seeing it? Fun, is it really fun. Do you think do you think it's a little bit like do you think it's overhyped? I don't know if it's overhyped. I think we're in this like weird place where there's kind of this blueprint now and it's for various clubs. Like if you get promoted, are you gonna be like even we said it earlier, like are you gonna be Norwich? Are you gonna be Sheffield United? And no question, Brentford this year is like, think, are Brentford gonna be Leeds? I think Brentford are fucked. I think they're absolutely fucked <laughs> next year, massively. Um, but yeah, really fun. Look, I think when we when we beat you three 0 earlier in the year, that was like a completely different version of Spurs to the one that beat us three one. And even in the game against Spurs, like we just looked. Yeah, you said like the front four, Mason just kind of let them do their thing. The two, the first two goals are just like down the left cutback, down the left cutback, and it's like there's just decent movement from Bamford. Eric Dyer's just standing still on the edge of his six yard box. And like, we couldn't, couldn't deal with it. But yeah. then also in the, in the flow of the game, we just, we were not Spurs anyway, not just not set up to be able to deal with a team that like, like move the ball quickly and work really hard. I think this is a sort of weird thing where you have like, obviously Mason's a young manager, but you're thinking a team like Tottenham, like, can you not coach them properly? Like, do you not, do you, what did you think was going to happen? And this is a lot of yeah. the teams that when, when Leeds play, it's like, do they do that? Some of them, I genuinely just think they don't watch Leeds because just like, what did you think was going to happen if you when you play like that? Like, do you not think that you're going to get torn apart, or did you genuinely mm-hmm. think that you're going to, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how much of it is yeah. down to, you know, once I think it must, you got the Bielsa effect and the Leeds effect as well. Every, if you watch teams' fixtures after they play us. Every team that plays us, regardless of if they beat us or they lose or draw against us, they lose their next game because they're all absolutely knackered. If you go back and look at every fixture after they play Leeds, they are absolutely shattered, every single one of them. And it's just, I don't know, maybe it's that the running stats and all that sort of thing. It just, obviously, it just takes their toll on people. But it can't be that simple. Like, you just get yourself as fit as possible and you can be a Premier League player. 
You can be a League One player being like that, but not Premier League, yeah. surely. Yeah, look, Spurs is a whole separate thing. We'll see next season. Spurs is a separate thing. We'll see next season with Spurs. I'm excited for I'm excited for another year of Leeds. Hopefully, some more games on TV, and it'll be fun to see uh, some of these players at the Euros like doing well. You know, like that's just a a fun thing to a, a fun like. Okay, yeah, I'm probably supporting England. There's a couple of big teams that I want to watch, but it's a fun kind of secondary thing to have in the background it's like will Alioski score a free kick <laughs> that sort of thing more likely as it gets enough I'll tell you that <laughs> alright I should probably leave to go and sell ad space oh I don't do the selling I do the operations <laughs> as you can tell like my hot takes don't uh, translate well into a corporate selling world <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, Wicked, thanks Jack. No worries mate.